Welcome to Real Black Content, this foreign podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the African Americans ain't African, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have that conversation, right? We're gonna primarily focus on Johnny Aborigine and AB the Legend, right? Because they do what we call the meme scholarship, right? This is when you um. It can also be looked at as like um, what I like to call like the power of suggestion, right? When you just kind of like you put two images together and you try to make our people believe that what was before is actually right now, right? To kind of paste these memes together, you know, these images together, right? So <laughs> it's just, it's an interesting thing, but we're going to take a deep dive today, right? We're going to take a look at some of these memes and we're going to see how accurate that they are, right? Um... So this conversation is going to be a little different than the one we had before when we talked about Dane Calloway and uh, Carrie Davis, right? Because, see, during that conversation, I was just showing the family that when we talk about the West, right? Central America, South America, and the islands did indeed have indigenous black people already on it. There's no question, right? I brought up the murals. The painting is already there, right? I showed the skulls. Everything is already there. Then I showed you the word of the uh, explorers that came over. And when they seen the people on the island, they identified these people as Negroes. Like, that's it, bro. You can't even. That's it. Now, my Afrocentric brothers and my Pan-African brothers, see, that rubbed them the wrong way. Because what our brothers like to do is make everybody that's black around the globe African somehow. Like, oh, they came from Africa and... Look at the Mayan civilization. See that? That's look like Kemet. And you're like, no, bro. <laughs> that's not the same. We can't make this stuff up right now. You know, I was referred to a couple of books. I got to check them out. I'm going to do the read. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to do it right. But no, man, up until then, those people are not African people. You just can't. Because, again, my philosophy is this, man. You cannot tell me how you have the technology to build a boat. To build a ship to travel from West Africa or any part of Africa and come to the Americas and somehow forget that skill set, bro. Once you get to the Americas where you can't build the same type of ship and get back and no, man, not so. Right. So, again, you know, it rubbed my Afrocentric brothers the wrong way, but we're just going with the facts, man. The facts is not feeling. So, again, today's conversation, we're going to talk about the meme scholarship. Of our African-American ain't African brothers and sisters, right? And we're going to see exactly what is what. Now, for the foundation of the conversation, we must explain what is the African-Americans ain't African ideology? Like, what does that entail? What are we talking about when we say that, right? Um, a lot of the information that's shared with this group is through memes. Putting some images together. Right. That's like, again, the power of suggesting. Right. You stick a couple of images together and you want our people to believe that what was going on in the past is the same thing that's going on now. Essentially, you're saying Negro and Indian is the same thing. Right. So. There's a difference in my conversation when I talk about African and Americans and African. Because, see, I'm talking about ideology, not genealogy. Not right. That's a different conversation. Right. I'm just speaking on. 
the African Americans ain't African ideology, not nobody's genealogy. See, there, there's not enough scholarship in the world where I can shoot down someone's genealogy and they can shoot down mine. See, for me, right, I know the plantation that my family came from. See, I already did the legwork. I can show you the plantation. It's in a small city in Utah, Alabama. It's in um, the county is Green County, Alabama. Right. I can show you the plantation. I can show you the big house. I can show you where the slave quarters was at. I already did that legwork. See, it's a little bit more uh, intimate. Right. When we talk about genealogy, that's a, that's a totally different conversation. But I talk about ideology. Right. And what is an idea? When someone says that the Atlantic slave trade never happened. We're not talking about genealogy anymore. We're talking about an ideology. You're saying that it never happened. It, it was made up. Right. See, it's, it's all on roots. See, roots is y'all been watching roots too much. <laughs> but, you know, here on Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast, bro. We don't use Alex Haley as no source, man. You know, Alex Haley was actually sued for roots, man, for plagiarism. So now somebody caught your hand in the cookie jar. Alex Haley, I'm talking about. So I can't I can't use you as a source, bro. I can't I just can't use that information as a source, man, because a Jew sued you and you had to pay the guy like almost a half a million dollars. And also doing roots. He showed our people. Something in his account that other first hand account Africans, they didn't give that. See, there was a part in roots where. You was piled all up on a slave ship and you piled all on top of each other. And then, you know, you make it to the Americas and then uh, they beat you out of your name. You know, you your name was Kunta. They made you change your name to Toba. See, see stuff like that in Roots. See, I just, you know. That's the part that we make our separation, because when I talk about Africans coming to America on slave ships, I'm using the testimony of Cujo Lewis. Who gave his first-hand account? I'm using the testimony of Venture Smith that gave his first-hand account. He was on the ship. I use the uh, first-hand account of Omar Aben said or Phyllis Wheatley that were on the ships. And when they came to the Americas, nobody beat them out of their last name or make them, you know, beat them out of their culture and made them forget that nobody did that to them. See, that wasn't part of their testimony. They wasn't crammed on the ship and that wasn't their testimony. They were all kidnapped, but being piled on top of each other like sardines, like that just it, that wasn't their testimony is what I'm saying. Right. Omar Ibn said his work is in the Library of Congress. He spoke two languages. Right. He learned his oppressing language, which is English, of course. But he knew how to speak Arabic and write in Arabic. And he did that to the day he died. So when he was writing down his information, he wrote it all down in Arabic. It's just what it is, right? That's a different account that they gave firsthand than what Alex Haley gave. Also, another portion of the ideology is that all American Indians were really black people. Right. It was an infiltration. All the original tribes in North America were all black people and they were infiltrated by whites posing as $5 Indians and Mongolians. So when you see the Lakotas, it was really an all-black tribe. When you see the Cheyenne, 
or the Choctaw or the Chickasaw or the Cherokee. They were really all black tribes and then they were infiltrated by the Mongolians and the white folks. And we are subject to a process called black birding. This is what they're telling us through ideology. Now, that's something we're going to have to have a conversation about. Because they say, well, black Indians, see, they forgot who they were. That's why you can't remember you were Cherokee. That's why you can't. But this Mongolian somehow who infiltrated the organization, who infiltrated the tribe. He has all the ceremonial dances somehow. He know how to distinguish all the sacred lakes. He know all the rituals. He know everything. We forgot, but he remembered everything. He infiltrated, but he remembered, right? You know, he has a totally different calendar than we have on the West, but he infiltrated. And see, it's kind of like, <laughs> that's when it gets weird. The reason why we forgot everything was because we were reclassified and Dr. William Plecker, right? This is the African-Americans and they have, this is their foundation. You were reclassified, even though in real time now, we see the Hispanics that's a new term that the United States government has reclassified Latin America. You're no longer called Mexican or Bolivian or Colombian or Puerto Rican, right? You're not from Nicaragua anymore. Everybody's Hispanic. But just because they are reclassified, they, they didn't forget their culture. They didn't forget their way of life. They didn't forget what was precious and dear to them. This is their culture. But somehow, black Indians forgot their culture through reclassification. This is what they want us to believe. 50,000 years of culture up in smoke over a 100 year period of time, for the most part. See, I myself, though, I have a plantation culture, though, right? Let's just talk about culture for a minute. See, I myself have a plantation culture. Why? Because my family is from the plantation. And when you have a plantation culture, you do everything that master do. Because, see, the first thing about plantation life is that, see, Indians, they live on a plantation. Never happened. Indians didn't live there. Negroes lived there. Indians worked on the plantation. They did indentures on the plantation. And they always had their own territory. And they always had their reservations when history moved forward. So my family, we celebrate the 4th of July. We love Christmas. We celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Every holiday he celebrate, we celebrate. Also in our culture, because I'm from the plantation, is that, see... We have something called godparents. See, that's a big thing when your family's from the South. Godparents. That's not something that would be inside and of indigenous culture. Like, what's the purpose of having godparents when you're indigenous? Like, what? It, it would even make sense to have that inside of your culture. But if you're from the plantation, it makes sense. Because, see, the so-called white man, if you stood with him in baptism, you was the godparents. But... When you're from the plantation, that took a different meaning. A godparent is someone that takes care of your kids, of your children, if something happened to you. Because, see, what happened was, once you're in that field and you can be sold, 
You looked at your partner and say, hey, Larry, look, if they sell me tomorrow, bro, I need you to raise my son like he's yours, man. You the godfather. Women in the South, before their child is even born, before you even know who they are impregnated by, the first thing that they do is they designate one of their friends or close family members as a godparent saying, yo, something happened to me. I need you to raise this child. Like it's your, but where did they get that concept from? That's plantation concept, man. Because you could be sold at any minute. You had to have a godparent in place. You had to have somebody that's going to stay behind on that plantation that's going to watch out for your kids when you're not there. And this is why I be asking my black and your brother, like, well, who culture do you have? Because I got a plantation culture. This is why my big mama loved Jesus, right? This is why we celebrate all the holidays. This is why we get married the way that they do. You know what I'm saying? Everything that Massa did, we did because we have their culture because we lived on the plantation. Why are you doing the same thing that I'm doing and I'm from the plantation and black Indians have always had their own land, always had their own territory. They were always free persons of color. See, the imported Negro lived on the plantation because he had nothing. She had nothing. So there was imported from either Africa or the islands to work on those plantations. But the black Indians from the territory that we call the United States, there is no room for them on the plantation. Like what? They already have property. They already have things associated with housing. They already have livestock. They already have animals. See, you can't take all of that and put that on a slave quarter. You only can put someone that don't have anything on the slave quarters. <laughs> Which, you know, different story for a different day, right? We're going we're gonna to hash that conversation on another day. Different story for a different day, right? Last but not least in the African-Americans and African uh, ideology is that grandmama said she was Indian. <laughs> big mama, man. We put that Indian on big mama. Like, yeah, man. Big mama said she was Indian. And we respect that on this podcast. We definitely respect that. Um, but now if we're going we gonna to keep it real. Now, that ain't the only thing big mama said. Big mama said if your palms itching, you're going to get you some money and Big Mama said if you went to sleep and you dreamt about some fishes, somebody in the family going to be pregnant, right? You, Big Mama said it. <laughs> you see, Big Mama just didn't say she was Indian, man. Again, Big Mama said a lot of things, right? So Big Mama was the one in the family that, and we love Big Mama, but Big Mama taught us about white Jesus. <laughs> How come y'all leave that part out? How come y'all ain't got the white Jesus up no more? Because Big Mama gave you white Jesus too. Now, she just ain't tell you she was Indian. She gave you white Jesus too. And if you ever went in the Big Mama house with a picture of a black man <laughs> with woolly hair and feet that look like burned brass and said, look, Big Mama, this is what the real Jesus look like, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> But I digress, right? Let's just, uh, let's keep it going, family. Let's keep it going. So now what I want to do, right? Let's just take a, um, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's take a look at the header, right? Let's take a look at, at the header. And it says, um, the two images, left and right, the tag in the middle, A, B, the legend. It says American Aborigines, right? Kind of look alike. This is what I call picture scholarship. But we're going to. We're going to do a deep dive and see where this photo came from. But this is the, the imagery that they're 
pushing, right? When we take a closer look at that image on the left, we can now see it in its totality, right? You can see it says uh, American, and then it says Astraloid across the top. Okay, now since we backed up just a little bit, we can take a full look at where we seen that cutout that was placed on that meme. We can see where it came from now, right? This image can be located in the McCord Museum. It's called the Human Races. And the image was created by John Henry Walker in the 19th century, right? During this 19th century, there was kind of like a tug of war going on about how many races was on the planet. Now, we know race is not a real thing, but it's like a social construct. And they were trying to figure it out between four races or five races on the planet. So if you really take a look at the image, you can see that where you get the white race, the red race, the black race, the yellow race and the brown race from. Right. The American is the representation of the red race. Right. Mahogany brown, dark brown copper color but the african he's a representation of the black race which is also mahogany brown copper color so you're going to notice though right when we talk about the african and the so-called red man everything's going to be the same as far as the skin pigmentation is concerned because both people are dark brown they can be light-skinned right the shades can vary the hair texture is going to make the difference, though. So you're going to notice that this term African or black or Negro is primarily describing a person that has woolly hair. The skin tone is not going to really make a difference. They can be light skinned. They can be brown. It's the woolly hair that's going to give it away. Right. So Indian was a person that came in all shades and colors as well, but they did not have woolly hair. See, the African-Americans and African, they want to make it look like the Negro and the Indian is the same thing, right? But there's a beauty supply store on almost every other corner in your neighborhood to sell your women hair that do not naturally grow on top of their head. Because your women have woolly hair, bro. Sis got woolly hair. That's why there's a billion dollar business in the hair care products. Right. So let's continue, though. Let's continue because I don't want to get. I just want to show you something. Right. I want to show you. I want to back it up. If you look over the top of the label of American, right, the red man who's used in the meme by A.B. the legend, it says Astroloid. See, it's kind of cut out when you see it in the meme. It says Astraloid, and that's a term that was first used by Thomas Henry Huxley. First time, first user, Thomas Henry Huxley, in an essay that he wrote in 1870. He described what an Astraloid is. Let's take a look. We at the Journal of the Ethnological Society of London, 1870. We're going to drop down to the second paragraph. It says the astraloid type. Then it got the map and its tenant. And it says the males of this type are commonly of fair stature. Well shaped, developed torso and arms, but relatively and absolutely slender legs. The color of the skin 
is some shade of chocolate brown. That's like us, right? Chocolate brown. It's like brothers. Okay. And the eyes are very dark brown or black. Hmm. We may be astroloid. That is kind of like us. The hair is usually raven black. All right. That's like me. Fine and silky in texture. And it is never woolly, but usually wavy and tolerably long. That's not me. And it is never woolly. That's not us. According to the first person that used that word, astroloid, because now I'm with the Internet, that word, it grew legs, man. It got like a whole new meaning now. <laughs> Everybody's an astroloid now. But Huxley, the guy that invented the word, that first used the word, the description of astroloid, it was a person that did not have woolly hair. See, that's the defining mark of a black person, black man and black woman, the woolly hair. See, that's why, you know, um, uh, Hebrew Israelite brothers, see, they picked up on that quick. See, they was reading. They stumbled on a verse that said that Hebrew Messiah had feet burned like brass and had hair like wool. And they's like, mm, they knew immediately. <laughs> it didn't take much to figure that out. They knew immediately he was talking about a black man right then and there. It's the hair that gave us away, right? But we're going to just keep in mind, it's going to be the hair. So watch this. Now, you go back, you take a closer look at that meme now. You say the brother on the right, the A.B. the legend put on the meme. See, he got that woolly hair. But the man on the left, his hair falling all down on his shoulders and all this. But I don't want to play picture scholarship. I want to read the text. See, because a lot of these brothers, they play picture scholarship. Right. I don't I'm not going to I'm going to read the text. So if an astroloid descriptively is a dark skinned person that does not have woolly hair, why would someone put those images together unless they were trying to deceive you, though? Why would they put these images together unless they're trying to trick you off your off your spot? Because they're not the same person. Why would you put these images together? It was a mistake, maybe. Right. They overlooked it. They didn't. OK. We're going we're gonna to write this one off for it was a mistake. Let's, let's continue, though. Let's continue. That image of the human races, the previous image came out of the rudiments of geography on a new plan in 1838 by William Woodbridge, and it's called the Races of Man. This is the previous image, right? And we can see how John Henry Walker, his version that came out in 1850, is much more different than the one that was out previous to that, right? Still got the same five races, the European, the African, the Asiatic or the Mongolian, the Native American or Indian, and uh, the Malay, which is short for Malaysian. Still same five, right? But they wouldn't use the image that came out before that. They used the more, see, they used the one that fit the narrative. See, this is how this, this is how it's going to work when we make these memes. We're going to use the one that fit the narrative. And see, listen, see, somebody's doing some investing to confuse people now. Because this takes time and energy to put these together. It's just not like somebody just. This is time and energy to do this. But we're going to take a look at the rudiments of geography 
and we're going to see the page. I want to show you guys the page, right? The full page of what it looks like when you see the five human races. This is the races of men. This is the full page. And for the American Indian says, the American or Indian race who are chiefly found in America are of copper color with straight black hair and high cheekbones. See, it always goes back to the hair when we talk about Indian. So who told you that an Indian is a Negro and a Negro is an Indian? Because see, we're losing. See, we're using the colonizer's tongue now. We're not making it up as we go along. We speak the colonizer's language. Right. I use an example all the time. I say, yo, you just can't call yourself a midget, bro. Because descriptively, a midget is an adult that's a short person. They're not tall in stature. We can't call Michael Jordan a midget. We can't call Shaquille O'Neal a midget. We can't do the research. Like, yo, man, I did the research and I found out, bro, look, Penny Hardaway, man, he was really a midget. <laughs> it just don't work that way. No, bro, it don't work that way. We just can't take, these are descriptive terms, right? We can't, it doesn't work that way. An Indian is a descriptive term. Let's take a look at what it says when it says black though, right? Let's see what it says about black in the five races. It says the African or black race with flat noses, that mean is wide, woolly hair and thick lips are found chiefly in Africa and Australia. See, it goes back to the woolly hair. Right? Again, that's why you run into the beauty supply store. Your aunt is. Your sister is. Your mother is. Big mama got that wig. She told you she was Indian, but she got that wig because that hair was woolly. Right? They bought them some straight hair. They bought them some straight black hair. See, let's point it out, right? Let's make it clear for the people. The African race, the distincting marker is the woolly hair. And the astraloid that Huxley talked about was one that never, when he wrote the essay, he said never woolly. The hair ain't never woolly. That's a genetic thing, man. People with straight hair, they don't produce five kids and then boom, one of them just got the hair just all coarse and it just don't <laughs> genetics don't work that way, bro. That's why, you know what? Yo, check this out. When you grew up in the neighborhood and some and somebody said and Shorty told you that she had any in her family. You know why she told you she had any in her, in her family? Because her hair was different than everybody else's hair. See, her hair was long and it was straight, and it was wavy, and she ain't had to put no chemicals in there. And she said, yo, grandmama was Indian. Grandpa was Indian because their hair was different. That's what they say in the neighborhood. Yo, man, how you get your hair grow like that, bro? Hey, man, I'm Indian, bro. I got a different genetic pool than you got. I ain't got the woolly stuff. You got the woolly stuff. <laughs> Yeah, we're just having a little fun, right? Let's go with the next one, man. History is a fun thing, man. History is a fun thing. 
Let's take a, how many of you guys seen this image as well? African-Americans and African. Angela Simmons, long, straight black hair, right? Next to the chief on the meme. This is how they do a lot of the information through the memes, right? Question, is that Angela Simmons? Is that a real hair? We love the sister, but we know, come on. She went down to the beauty supply store. She got that long, straight black hair. Didn't come naturally. Gonna be a little woolly. She let it grow it out by herself, taking chemicals out. Let's take a look at the meme. Their color, which has often been described as red, as yellow, and more often as copper color, is not exactly either, but more correctly described as cinnamon color, the exact color cinnamon bark, sometimes a little more dark, and others more light. But that may with truth be said to be the standard of color amongst the American tribes. George Catlin from the book entitled Life Among the Indians published 1861, 19th century. All right. It's a good meme, right? Power suggesting. That's you. The Indian is a Negro and the Negro is the Indian. That's you. Let's take a deep dive on the matter, though, right? Let's take a deep dive. This is the life amongst the Indian. This is the book that that meme was created around. George Catlin, right? So, I'm going to start off in chapter 6. Last sentence of the page. And it says, their color, which is Indian, which has been often described as red. Go to the next page. As yellow and more often as copper color. It is not exactly either, but more correctly described as cinnamon color. The exact color of cinnamon bark, sometimes a little more dark and at others more light. But that may with truth be said to be the standard of color amongst the American tribes. That's the same thing as the mean. All right. Same thing as the mean. Wait a minute. It, there's more. Let me go to the next page. All American Indians have straight black hair and generally exceedingly fine and silky. Let's stop. How come they left that part off the meme? Who is investing in misinforming you, providing you as a community misinformation? It's coming from up top now. Negroes. I've been around Negroes a long time. I love my people. They're just not that sharp. To put this type of technology together to give to you. I love my people now. But some things you start seeing on people do, you say, nah, they just, they just didn't come out the house with that one. Somebody else gave that to, to give to you. When you seen crack cocaine come out on the streets, you's like, yo, I'm from the block. <laughs> Nobody was paying that much attention in biology class. Nobody was paying that much attention to chemistry class. Jojo just didn't come out the house and have it all figured out. <laughs> Somebody gave Jojo that recipe to give to you. <laughs> Jojo just didn't come up with crack cocaine. I was in school with him. He wasn't that sharp. See, Somebody is handing these people this information to give to you, to misinform you, to mislead you. 
This is this, this is like the this is on purpose, man. Nobody's making these mistakes and putting this stuff. It's on purpose. Let's go to the next one. How many of you guys seen this meme? African-American, African, right? Got uh, Giovanni on the front. Virginia Act of 1682. And it says, right in the center, it says, They are dark in color, not unlike the Ethiopians, with thick black hair, not very long, tied behind the head like a small tail, right? This is what Giovanni is supposed to have seen when he came to the States, right? This is what he's seen. How many of you guys seen this meme though, right? And then it got some at this, at that, at the bottom. Like they, like they were doing some real research, right? But how many of you guys seen this? How many of you guys seen this meme? Same meme. See, the imagery is a little different in the back. The words is the same. The 15, 24 voyage, right? You see Giovanni the Explorer. And it talks about not unlike the Ethiopian. See, what? The power of suggestion is doing is that I want to show you guys that these guys look like the Ethiopians because you're going to register with that word because you're black and you already know that Ethiopians are black people and you know that Ethiopians come in a lot of shades of color dark skin light skin brown skin that was you bro you was the Indian that was really in America see you was the people that Giovanni really seen bro that was you so how many of you guys seen this meme? I seen it. What about this one? Johnny Aborigine. Same meme. They just changed up the imagery a little bit in the back. Same words though. Everybody using Giovanni. We're going to investigate the matter now. Of course, this is what we're here to do. But I'm just showing you like somebody is investing and misinforming you. Now, you got to ask yourself this. Who's from the neighborhood sitting around reading Giovanni's work? Because I'm trying to show you somebody is handing these guys the information to give to you to mislead you. Because they thinking you're not going to take a look. You're not going to look it up and see if it's right or not. But how many guys? Because I came up in the era. Source magazine. You know, double XL, say I'm a man of a certain age. We read, that's about as much as we read, you know. Um, we might read a bunch of Ivan, I mean, we, we might go deep into the Afrocentric realm, right? When our people read books, we go deep into religion. We go deep into the Afrocentric realm. But I want you to think for a minute. Somebody's bringing you a quote from Giovanni. Who from the neighborhood is reading this to bring this to you? Who's doing that? You think Jojo Nim is doing that? Somebody is investing in you being miseducated. Let's take a look at what Giovanni really said, though. Let's take a look. Giovanni di Verzano, right? This is his letter to King Francis, July 1524, right? Let's, um... Uh, Let's go to the portion that matches up with the meme, though. It's not on this slide. Let's go to the next one. If you look at the second paragraph, about second or third sentence, something like that, we're going to start there. They are dark in color, not unlike the Ethiopians, with thick black hair, not very long, 
tied behind their head like a small tail. As for the physique of these men, they are well proportioned, of medium height, a little taller than we are. They have broad chests, strong arms, and the legs and the other parts of the body are well composed. There is nothing else except that they tend to be rather broad in the face, but not at all. For we saw many with angular faces. Damn, they left that part out the meme too, huh? They have big black eyes and have an attentive look. They are not very strong. They left that out too. Because Negroes are strong people, strong men, strong women, physically. But they have sharp cunning and are very agile and swift runners. But they left that part in. That's the part that they want you to connect with. Now, watch what they take in. Watch what they leave in. Watch what they take out. That's the part they want you to connect with. They are very agile and swift runners. From what we can tell from observation, in the last two respects, they resemble the Orientals. Particularly those from the farthest Sanarian regions. Let's stop. Do you look like an Oriental? Because this is what Giovanni seen. But see, that part got left out the mean. And these guys are copying and copying and copying. And they circulating his information all around. They left that part out the mean. You don't look like an Oriental. You know who do? For lack of a better word, not to be a Tonto do. Tonto look like the Oriental. The Tonto, the quote, the Mongolian Indian. <laughs> them people look like Asians man but see somebody's investing in this information though to give to you who's doing that I love my people Jojo not that smart man he's not that smart we not sitting around the neighborhood reading Giovanni in the hood maybe Machiavelli but not Giovanni who is giving them that information to give to you and they know exactly what parts to take out and what parts to leave in? Let me show you something, family. This is the school history of the United States of America out of New York. 19th century, right? 19th century. Let's take a look at what's on the inside. The description of the Indians on chapter five says the personal appearance. Though the first European settlers observed some points of difference in the appearance of various Indian tribes, yet there was a strong general resemblance between them. They were all distinguished by a bronze or copper colored, straight, coarse black hair, hazel eyes and deep high cheekbones. Let's stop. See, it's a reoccurring theme. I don't care if he's Dutch, he's British, he's French, he's a Spaniard, he's from Portugal. Every time they see these Indians in the territory that we call the United States today, they all got straight black hair. Everybody is seeing the same thing except for you. 
Who taught you to see something different? Because you wasn't born thinking this way. You thought the way it was. Who taught you that somebody played a trick on you? Dr. William Plecker, he poured the wool over your eyes. Bro, you didn't sit in the house and figure that out yourself. <laughs> you don't. You just didn't do it. Not trying to be offensive. You didn't. Somebody brought this to you. They've had the music playing in the background. But every explorer that came to this territory that we call the United States, they seen a man with straight black hair. You, my friend, my black brother and black sister, you do not produce children that have straight black hair. This is why the beauty supply store is on the corner of your neighborhood. They're on the corner of your neighborhood. Selling you hair, selling you perm, whether it's Brazilian, selling you yakky. They're selling it to your daughters, your men, your women. Selling you hair that you do not have, a texture that you do not have. Let me show you another. Let's keep it going, family. Travels through the states. This source is travels through the states of North America, right? Upper, lower, upper and lower Canada through the years of 1795, 1796 and 1797. London, this is coming out of, right? And it says in this first paragraph, amongst the female Indians also, in general, there is much a greater sameness of color than amongst the men. I do not recollect to have seen any of a deeper complexion than what might be termed a dirty copper color. The Indians universally have long, straight, black, coarse hair and eyes, rather small than full size. They have in general also high prominent cheekbones, and sharp, small noses. Let's stop. See the reoccurring thing? Even when they come from London, they visit Canada, North Canada, South Canada. Say, man, these Indians, bro, they all got this straight, this pretty straight black hair. It's coarse, which means thick. Just, just means thick. They all got this hair, man. I tell you, man, they all look the same, bro. Nobody's seen the woolly hair Indian yet. Who's seen the woolly hair Indian? Nobody. Nobody seen the woolly hair Indian. Nobody. What does this all mean, man? I said it before. What does it all mean? All black Indians in the United States are Estilusta. You should put that on a shirt. I just gave somebody a clothing brand idea. Put that on the shirt. Put that on the hat, bro. Put that on the hat, sis. That means a black African person. Your family became Indian because they was owned by Indians. They intermarried with Indians. Or their family member lived amongst the Indians and was able to put their name on the doll's roll. Yeah, I know they told you only white folks did it. No, Negroes did that too. 
Negroes jumped up and put their name on the rolls too because somehow some people want you to believe that it was the so-called white man was the only one that had five dollars on him. <laughs> nah, your people had five dollars too. <laughs> Mr. Charlie wasn't by himself now. He wasn't in the line by himself. You know. <laughs> you joking. Some of y'all can't folk, they, they, they seen that train jumping, boy, they jumped on that train too. <laughs> on a serious note though, family, we're going to close out the video again. I just want to say this, listen. Let's do a deep dive into these memes. Let's do a deep dive into this group, man. African Americans and Africans, let's do a deep dive. Man, I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, man. I just... You know, talking history, man, I always have a great time, great conversation, talking to the family about history, right? Pointing some things out. Just letting you know, man, just be careful, man. Watch yourself with this information because it came out of nowhere, man. African-Americans and African, you yourself as a black man, as a black woman, you've been around black people, man, your people all your life, bro. All your life, bro. And then all of a sudden, this information just come out of nowhere and, and then you start to do a deep dive on it and it's phony baloney, bro. It's phony baloney, sis. It's the house of cards they're trying to keep together. And then if you really listen to these guys, all of a sudden, now, see, slavery didn't really happen like that. See, see, everybody was just farming. Everybody was just on their farms. Go do the research. Go do the records. Everybody was just farming. See, you just some contracts got shuffled up and mixed up and they beat your family out there. It was just some paperwork shuffling. See, reclassified. See, they called you this, they called you that. Come on, man. You've been around your people. Who been reading them books, bro, to bring this information to you? Who been chopping it up and giving it to you? I'm showing you. Just few examples how they've been chopping it up and giving it to you, bro. If you took a deep dive, what you going to find out? I want to leave you guys with this, right? It is not. Listen to me. Listen to me now. It is not in the best interest of the United States government. Foreign policy wise. For black Americans. To have a relationship with black Africa. It's not in their best interest. It's in United States best interest to always keep us separate from those people that look like us on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. You're poor and they are the most mentally rich place on the planet. I got to keep you from them. I got to keep you from them because, listen. If black Americans ever get a great relationship with black Africa, you know what they're going to find out? You're going to mess up their business deals. Because, see, one thing about the so-called white man in America, black Americans know him. They know he is not to be trusted. We know he lies all through his political system, all in his medical system, all in his educational system. If you work with him. And he tell you to do something, you better email it to him. 
You better have a paper trail because he'll come right back up and say, I never told nobody to do this. I never see we're taught to do this with this guy. You have to keep a paper trail. That's why in America, see, everything is put on paper. His word is no good. We know the so-called white man's word ain't no good. You got to put everything in a contract. The minute money get involved, you can say, oh, man, I didn't do this. And I didn't say I was going to do that. And see, he finna try to rob you blind. You got to say, no, he go to contract. <laughs> now, if you know that. What would black Africa look like? Would you just sitting at the table in one of these business deals when they hanging out with the French or the Belgium or somebody from London or. What that table is going to look like with you sitting at it now. Even when I seen China. Do deals with heads of state of Africa. I said, well, they was able to do those deals because, see, there was no black American sitting at the table. See. Because the minute we're sitting at the table, the deals going to look a little different than what they look like. Peace and black power, family. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, thank you guys so much for hanging out, listening to some history, right? Having a great conversation with your brother, man. Um, you got to ask yourself, where is this information coming from, bro? Where is it coming from, sis? Until next time, man. This is Big VJ, man. Real Black Content Form Podcast, man. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.